Everybody and welcome back to our finish hour. Here is Mauricio, and that's it. <laughs> I know it sounds boring already. Uh, this episode is special just because I don't know if that's the word. That music was too loud. There we go. Um, I don't know if that's the right word to describe it, but this episode is just me, and uh, I hope I provide enough entertainment. So as you can expect, this is not gonna be. Uh, probably closer to the hour, so I'm making a good reference to the name. This is gonna be a fine ish ish hour, and uh, yes, it's just me because Ryan is away, he's away with family, and um, Matt, he's uh, just being free and doing his own thing. No, we just couldn't get together this week, so wow, this music is super loud. I'm just gonna let me see if I can. I guess I'm just gonna kill the other. Oh, I guess I have to keep it that way. So, um, yes, we couldn't get together this week, uh, but I didn't want to lose the opportunity to, you know, release another episode. I didn't want to let that pass. And goodbye, music. So, yes, I decided that I was going to try this by myself. I'm already making a big mess. It's not entertaining, it's not funny, or it's funny if you, like, see someone panicking and trying to put something together. I... I honestly just sat down. That was a cat. Okay. So I honestly just sat down and decided to talk to the microphone. Uh, let me fix this cat for a moment. Hey, Charlie. Okay. And so I just decided to sit down and see what I can do with this. Something very interesting happened. It's like uh, last weekend, I finished the shoot of a personal project. I was directing a short film, which I'm very excited about. And uh, I have all my friends helping. And it was super, super cool. Super, um, I don't know, it brought up so much creativity. And uh, I was super happy. And I I honestly, I, I spent the whole day editing one scene just one because i'm very picky but um, it's a very it's a very touching and emotional story for me it's it has some things that are personal it has some things that are just um that came from my uh imagination there's a lot of uh, i don't know i showed a, a small clip uh, pictures actually to my dad and uh, we used to watch a lot of uh, European cinema and he said he thought it was like a French movie or something, which was a huge compliment because for me, the uh, European cinema is uh, probably on the top uh, of my favorite kind and of my favorite kind. Yeah, that, that's what I said. Wow. Uh, I need someone to talk back to me so I can't uh, sound like a human right now. I sound just like a Siri going crazy. Uh, but yeah, it was a very awesome opportunity, great project, amazing crew, amazing actors. Uh, we went through a lot to to get this done. All my budget came, you know, it's just what it was on my bank account. So I'm better, it, I have to be very smart to what to spend, how to spend it. But um, overall, I had so much positive energy from the people around me, from my friends, uh, my family, even though they're away. And it was it was great. It was a great experience. And I'm so excited to have a project finally for this year. And that one is, it was just there waiting to be done. And I'm happy I decided not to step back or, you know, let it pass like I've done with many other projects. Because I don't know if any of you who listen to this uh, like to, you know, write uh, scripts or something like that, or you're into... Uh, filmmaking or creating your own thing um, my at least my computer is so full with old scripts or ideas like the notes on my phone are just random thoughts or lines that a character could say or um, uh, a beginning of something but uh, not an ending or in other cases just the ending of a story but nothing else so put all those things together usually 
you know, it's a, it's a hard work because, I don't know, getting that, finding that impulse, that drive of I'm going to do it. It's so hard to reach, so hard to find. But um, you just have to convince yourself or you have to find a lot of passion for this project. It has to be something that uh, drives you crazy, that you actually want to tell the story, that you can stop seeing the images in your head. I've been talking from a full um, film perspective, from a you know videography uh, kind of mind that I have. And I can imagine it's the same if you, I, well, I can't, not that I can imagine, I know it's the same if you're a photographer or uh, even if you're, um, you like to write poetry and you would like to turn that into a book, if you like to, I don't know, any other form of art expression, uh, it's funny how when you come up with an idea and that idea is just growing on you, is it's impossible to stop it and if you try to stop it, it just becomes like a almost like a traumatic event is is uh you feel defeated you feel like um i don't know it's almost like you killed the plant i'm pretty sure many of you relate to that i i, I must say i'm good with plants but uh when you have a plant and you you buy it, it's like this is the most beautiful thing and it's bringing so much life to my room and and then you stop paying attention to it and you get frustrated and the thing dies and you decide to say, you know what, I'm just not a plant person. I guess this is the same with uh, coming up with an idea. You're like, no, I'm just not good at ending projects or putting a, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm not good at this or that. But I think it's just about, honestly, just get up, go out there and do it. Same with the plant, just get up, put water on that thing, pay attention to details, and that's the end of it. Uh, but I'm not here to complain about what people do and, and stop doing. Um, what I was saying is that I'm very happy that I made that my part of my checklist, things that I wanted to do this year, my one of my plans, and um, I did it. I'm, I'm working on it. I don't want to say I did it because I, I just did two out of the three parts that it are necessary to come out with a project like this first the pre-production when you have your script done and you're starting to put together some details you gather the crew you find the actors you start filling up a lot of paper a lot of paper uh finding the the props that are going to be in the film doing the storyboards um checking the budget it's very exhausting it's a very exhausting point of the creation for some people is the best one for me it's just the most uh, it brings so much anxiety because it's all about how is it going to be you need to prepare for anything that could happen and i'm i'm sometimes not very positive kind of person i try i tend to see i don't know the worst outcome of everything because i don't know that's how i am the design and so the pre-production can be very stressful so you need to have in case you're a director and uh, you need to have a very good crew around you especially a very good producer or assist assistant director that's going to be pushing you through uh, and i couldn't complain because in this project i have one of the best which is uh, ryan the ryan from this podcast that's right um he was such a magnificent um spirit to have around uh I would say like, well, I don't think this is going to work, or this or that. And he would just smile and be like, oh, it's going to work. That's it. That's all he would have to say. Uh, not a long speech or anything like I do. And that would be enough to actually make me go out there and do it. And uh, I did. And I'm super happy. And I, I'm sorry I'm in a loop with this, but it feels like it took away such a heavy weight out of my shoulder. Uh, so, yeah, then the second uh, step, I would say, is the production where... Again, it gets very stressful because that's when everything goes into practice. Everything you prepare for, every note you make, every every step you make, every single uh, storyboard uh, that you were drawing, and I'm terrible at it, or every person you contact, you have to hope that they're going to be there. You have to hope if it's going to be outside, like we did one of the scenes where outdoors, you have to hope the weather works for you. And here in Canada, let me tell you, the weather is not to be trust. The weather can change in hours. And if it says it's going to rain, chances are it's going to snow. But if it says it's going to snow, maybe it's not going to happen. You're going to have a beautiful sunny day under 
you know, minus 20 degrees or whatever. And uh, that almost happened to us. We knew it was going to be a bad weather, but we decided to move forward and it was the best decision because uh, those things needed to be done. And yeah, that the production is very intense. It's um, if you want to make it intense, I would say, because sometimes if you have a, a the wrong crew, someone who's in a bad mood or come up with excuses or is always complaining or if the actor is just, again, complaining or saying that I don't like this food or I'm not getting paid enough or I'm not getting paid at all or they are late. I don't know. The factors could be it's such a long list of things that could go wrong or make the production difficult. But if you have the right crew and everything is was well prepared during pre-production and you are, you know, clear on what you want to show, what you want to do, and you know you found the talented people that you needed for this to work, it's going to be uh, such a nice ride. And I, it's also important, again, if you're a director, is to know that you cannot micromanage everybody. You cannot do everything. I I learned after many, many, many projects that if you put someone in a position, it's because you trust them to be there. If you have a great DOP, don't try to be the DOP as well. That's why he's there. If you put a, a gaffer, uh, someone in charge of, a, of the lights, someone in charge of sound, of um, any uh, like uh, production stills, you have to trust that person because they are there for a reason and you have to focus on what you're doing, which is actors following the script and make sure your vision is captured the way you want it to be captured. So there's, it's, I don't know, production is fun. It's entertaining. At, like at the end, we were just doing some experiments with the lenses and stuff. And sorry if I'm getting too technical with this, but it's, I think applies for every every project, even if you are writing a book, you know, you, you the whole pre-production, you would say, when you're writing notes on, on your notepad and going back and forth with what you're working, and then the production is when you're finally writing the solid page, the solid, like, um, chapters of what you're doing, and then the post-production, when it's just giving the book, give it a face, give it a, a nice cover, make sure it's going to be uh, published and um, it's going to be in every single uh bookstore if you're lucky enough um that's everything i think at the those three levels pre-production production post-production post apply for everything um production was fun of course it's when you start seeing your money uh bleed out of your bank account uh but a good thing is that i i don't know everyone was so uh, patient and they understand because we are at least on my team we are all doing the same we're all in the same boat and we understand how hard it is to you know take care of business that way and how is everything for the love of the art the passion i know they're there because they want to and they're not there because it's for me or whatever they're enjoying it and even they make their or their, their personal uh they make it personal like if someone in charge of sound they're not gonna make it like well i'm gonna try to give him the best sound i know these people are like i need to capture the best sound because i need to prove that i'm good at this and they found they find ways to make it more dynamic for you they give opinions and it's super fun honestly i would love one day to have a podcast where i just uh, get a uh, an actor that I've, I've worked with and we sit down and we go over how would be again i'm not an expert i'm not a uh awarded the director or anything but it would be nice to sit down with an actor and let them say what they want from a director and me from the director perspective what i would like from an actor and it would be cool especially if i do it with this project which it probably won't be seen to the public for a while because you know when you want to run for festivals most of the time you're not allowed to make it uh public you cannot put it online unless you know because some festivals of course they just want the the material just for them it makes sense they want to show it and then you can do whatever you want with it um i think this is the most i don't know professional looking one that i i've done like under my name i work in many that are professional looking of course but that belongs to me that is my idea and my script this one is the one that is taking uh, the crown i would say 
and then we go into the magic of uh, post production. Post production is where magic happens, and there's um, just gonna take a step back, and there's there's a big rule that I have at least on my sets because everybody seems to be comfortable with uh, breaking that rule that I decided to create for myself, and is that you know if it it doesn't apply if your movie is mostly visual effects, if uh, you need some green screen or uh, some, like I said, any visual effects that you m might need to add, sound effect, whatever. But because of the kind of stories I tell and the kind of story that this one is, I my rule was like, I don't want to hear anyone say, fix it in post, which is a very well-known phrase. Now, fix it in post-production, like, oh, I can see the i don't know this cord in the corner of the the shot well you just used uh, an effect a mask and just cover it up i'm if i need to capture what i what i want to see i would need to see on screen how i want it to look and the post-production will be just minimal and easier for me because my stories are not too much about uh, visual effects and the the little moments of visual effect ish are um are mostly like actually make at the moment it's just uh it's uh no cgi or um, green screen nothing of no george lucas thing no uh, episode one two three none of that <laughs> everything it's uh it's right there in front of you it was captured by the lens the way it is it's practical that's the word i was looking for so i decided to talk about george lucas to give me some time to remember the word it's not, it's a practical thing. So now that I jump into post-production, I can see the goods about that uh, rule I made because, which again, I'm not new. It's not a rule I created. It's just a rule that I like to follow myself. And now I see this project and I look at it uh, while I'm editing. I spend the whole day today, it's like uh, 8 p.m. And I spend the whole day just in one scene. Not because I was struggling with this, because it was... I was so I had so many options of how to tell the story of just that scene that it made me get lost in and it was super exciting. It's honestly I, I miss that that I can go and put a story together. And it's also interesting when I what I said about the <laughs> I just said that what I said was interesting. Wow. What a selfish bastard. So um self centered bastard. Um I got another cat yeah uh, in the background. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting the idea that I spend so much in just one scene because for me, each scene is, um, it's like a, a short film within itself. So what I'm trying to say with this is each scene should be, even if it's the simplest thing, you should think it very well. You should, um, think what shots you want in it, uh, how you want to tell the story, how you want to, the pacing, the the colors, the sounds, you want music or not. I try to imagine that every scene, like I said, even if it's a um, 30 second scene, it needs to be a short film by itself. So it's solid and can hold itself together. And that's why I spend so much time in just one, because you can tell in so many ways, you can make a fast uh, speed uh, kind of uh, editing and that's wor that works if the that's the movie you want but if not it might look trashy like everybody knows it goes it went viral that bad editing scene from bohemian rhapsody when their the band meets the the their new manager slash producer and it's just cut 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 so fast and so bad uh it's not me saying it like it's uh well i say it but uh I agree, but it was a viral thing. Go and check it out. You can find it. But bad edited uh, Bohemian rap, so the scene, whatever. And so, yeah, it's, I spent so much time in this scene in particular. And it's just the second scene of the of the film. Um, I, I don't, I'm not planning to rush. I'm not planning to, um, you know, just accelerate my... Because it's easy to, I honestly want to get it done because I'm dying to see the whole thing together, but I know I'm just going to hate myself for doing that. And I'm just going to take my time. I'm going to create the first version, which usually, which usually, there we go. There we go. We know the word. We're not, we're not just doing noises. Um, 
usually the first version, the first rough, as we call it, is way too long. It because you are adding everything because you don't want to miss every single detail. You want to add all the possible. Uh, I don't know. There's oh, I, this this is scene. She did this merk, and I really wanted in, and then. After you keep cutting things out to make them more manageable, you realize, okay, I don't need the stupid mark. And it's a process, man. It's a very fun process to see something coming together. It's like do playing with Play-Doh, and you're like, okay, too much on this side, too much on this And Same with Lego. And it's just trying to put together this spaceship with your Lego, and you're like, yeah, this is, this is how I want it. But imagine you're building your Lego like the old school days. No, like right now you know nowadays it's like here's a book page one open the back 3b no i'm not building an ikea furniture i want to build a toy i want to build my freaking millennium falcon which by the way the new star wars uh, trailer oh my god i'm gonna jump into that no worries i, I need more material but i'm gonna jump into that so to uh kind of wrap up the whole uh, uh post-production production blah 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 and there are three different stages on the creation of a film. It's a lot of hard work, many people involved, but the beauty of the post-production is not only seeing this beast come together. I'm talking about a, a very little beast. It's a short film. It's not a future of hours and hours of material. It's What I like about post-production is that it becomes a solo thing. It's all the material, all the hard work that all this crew uh, put together for you. It's given to you and you at least if you want to be the editor as well. Because sometimes there's the director works side by side with the editor, but in this case, because it's a low-budget thing, I'm doing the, the whole editing of the thing, plus with some help from uh, extra friends for sound and color. And, but you need to create the whole the skeleton of the thing. You need to create the body. And then you, with uh, help from uh, this extra... These other two people are going to help me, which I appreciate so much for their help. Uh, we're going to give it some clothes to this uh, little monster. We're going to give it some, you know, an extra look to make it work perfectly. So, but right now it's just me. It's it's on my hands. I'm responsible of what I'm doing. And it's so exciting because at the end of the day, I'm going to show people and they're going to be like, well, that's what it was in your mind the whole time. It's like, yeah, for months and months, that was... That was what was going on in my head. And I finally can show you how, <laughs> you know, why I look so distracted, why I'm so crazy or why why I was just writing and rewriting this thing over and over. It's because this little monster was trying to get out. Um, and there it is for everyone to enjoy it. And hopefully I'll be able when it's done to put it into some festivals. I hope it gets accepted and people like it. Um, if not, it's... It's it's okay. I mean, it's a <laughs> it's like if imagine you you're very good at painting and you paint a you, I don't know you made something that for you is beautiful, but you know it's probably not at uh, for everybody's taste. And you just hang it in your wall in your own apartment and you just look at it. And you have so much such a big satisfaction out of it. You're like I created that, and it's gonna be there. And even when I'm gone, um, if the piece is lucky enough. It's gonna remain, and it's people can see it even when I'm not around. Um, when I'm not around, I mean, you die. So when I I'm dead, I hope this whole things that I leave behind, this art, these thoughts, this um, projections of myself can be enjoyed by everybody. So yeah, super excited, and uh, I think we should talk about uh, other stuff. But but if you li if you yeah okay. Wait, let's give it a second to my English to come back. Okay, here it is. Let's, <laughs> if you guys want to hear more about this world, the, the filmmaking, the independent filmmaking, the low budget, which is what I do, what I know the best uh, by experience. If you want to know more about uh, this project or actors or, um, you know, the behind the scenes, the crew or whatever, all those things, if you want us to talk about, like me and Ryan are we know about this, we are engaged into this world, uh, we can bring some friends that can give their insight, especially how it's like to do it here in Toronto, in Canada, 
Uh, I also have experience from uh, Caracas, from uh, shooting stuff in Venezuela. Uh, so, yes, if you guys want to know more, just let us know in the comments or um, whatever way you want to do it. Just light a bad signal in the sky and uh, we'll know you want to hear more about this and we we would love to do it. I, I honestly feel so, com so comfortable talking about it, I just realized. Uh, but yeah. I think the other topic that I that comes to my mind is, man, that the trailers, the trailers that are coming out. Like um, we have Star Wars and uh, Lion King and uh, what, what, yeah, well, Avengers is right there. It's about to happen. And uh, by the time this comes out, Game of Thrones probably gonna be. And actually, no, when this comes out, Game of Thrones hasn't happened yet. So that's another one. That's another big thing going on. And uh, there's another one that I can't remember and I'm very embarrassed because I feel I should. And I know it was a big one that I was like, oh, the Joker. Yeah, yeah, man, the the trailer for the Joker is amazing. So let's let's go f to the to the beginning. I'm sorry if I'm talking too fast, but I'm, my brain usually is way ahead where it's, it's <laughs> I think faster than uh, how I speak. So I speak faster too fast so i can't catch up to my mind i don't know if that made anything uh, but okay i don't know if that makes sense here we go so star wars uh i must confess i'm on the side of not a big fan of last jedi i'm a huge star wars fan just for the you know what it represents what it is but uh last jedi oh my god that thing lost me i was so disappointed with it and it, the worst part is that i felt it uh on the first 10 minutes of the film and that was a bad sign i was like oh no why am i feeling this oh i have a i'm gonna do a quote i have a bad feeling about this and i was right uh, at least on my end i think it's not good ryan johnson didn't and i don't know what happened because you know i'm a i love the originals are phenomenal uh that's great then Georgie boy came back to try to do the prequels and it's like okay sure it's fun I get it at the moment I was like this is trash <laughs> but now I watch them and it's like you know what sure he's having fun new technologies are out he's just doing whatever let's let it pass except you know attack of the clones that thing was boring as hell but uh revenge of the Sith. uh wow Blech. revenge of the Sith that one was good, I would say. It has this moment. Yeah. Like I'm on the high ground, Anakin. But uh, it has these moments. And I think Phantom Menace was... Yeah, it has Jar Jar Binks and all that thing. But I'm not going to get into that. It's been too many years. I think what I like about that one is it was a comeback. It was... Uh, this isn't done. We can't tell more stories about this galaxy. And, and I love that. I love that. And as a kid, I was super excited. I remember having the Phantom Menace uh, game on PlayStation 1. And it was super fun. It was finally playing with lightsabers, and it's amazing. Uh, then, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, mm, yeah, then JJ. <laughs> sorry, that's me uh, saying, talking to myself on my head. That's how it sounds. It's like me trying to convince myself for other stuff uh, about the movies, but no, it's not working. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, then Force Awakens came back with J.J. Abrams in charge, and man, oh man, I love that movie. It's so good. Yeah, it's basically the uh, New Hope. Yeah, for sure. But um, it opened the the door for new generation of Star Wars, and I'm speaking by experience because. I have a, a nephew and my nieces, and they all were still very young, but they it was their movie. Like, Force Awakens was their time to come back and be like, oh, nice, I'm not going to be, you know, watching these movies that are like, well, my parents' movies, my whatever, they just keep talking and talking about it. This belonged to them. It was their opportunity to go out there and say, this is my Star Wars film. Um, it w There were so many great things about it, like... Um, Poe Dameron, who was an amazing character, uh, I think it was honestly one of the most refreshed uh, characters and personalities uh, to put in this movie, it was so, I don't know, it was like a, a good, it, this is an, 
it was a new Han Solo, but it wasn't taking away the what Han Solo actually meant. This was like a more correct army kind of guy, uh, but it's still phenomenal. Um, Isaac, he just he just killed it. That's everything he does. And then the empowerment, the fact that the main character is uh, Ray, this girl trying to figure out who she is and everything. And she was great. She was amazing. Uh, Finn, he was like a comedy relief kind of guy who was fun. Uh, still some things about that I don't understand quite well. Like, yeah, he's escaping from the, the whole killing thing uh, that the First Order is, you know... Uh, they're just violent, army-killing innocent. Um, then, when he tried to escape from the from space with Poe, uh, he started shooting his own people. Like no problem at all. They're, oh, they're my friends or my. Uh, I grew up with them. I'm just gonna shoot them in the ass. Uh, that was a little bit of a double moral for me, but I'm I'm okay. I don't care. Uh, it has to happen. You need to get rid of those uh, troopers. And yeah, that. That movie, it brought back such a good energy. I was, I went with all my friends. One of them dressed as Han Solo, God bless him, to the the premiere, and, and we felt like kids. Like the moment that intro music exploded on the on, on the screen, and you see we're back into this galaxy. It was a beautiful, beautiful feeling. Um, so yeah, that movie, I, I love it. I love uh, Force Awakens. I think it's, for what it is, it's perfect. It's a great opening. Like, let's, you know, let's say the first one, uh, New Hope, is amazing. And we're just going to salute you and uh, let's keep going with this. But then, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened with The Last Jedi. It was like the perfect moment to say farewell to Luke. And also to Leia, why she uh, floated in space like freaking Superman, I don't know. Um, that was too much. That was annoying. It was bad taste. Like, she was dead. She was gone. I thought it was... Uh, I'm talking about Leia. No, 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 okay. Um, I'm not making it a Carrie Fisher personal. Honestly, uh, that was the saddest, one of the saddest moments in my life of death of a you know famous person. Like... When Carrie Fisher passed, I I I, I couldn't speak. I was uh, uh, I was so sad. And anyways, um, yeah, when Leia, the character Leia, is just floating in space, uh, frozen basically, covering crystal, I was like, that's a that's that's it. That's how we should end for her. She's just there floating. She's always gonna look like that. She's freezing in space, and but no, she suddenly did a neo matrix thing and came back into the ship and it's like oh no oh no when you thought the movie couldn't go worse and even luke when he died i felt nothing and he was like my childhood hero and i'm probably almost quoting one of my friends he said the same thing it's like how would this happen i should be shocked i should be you know I don't know, that feels something, but he died, I was like, yeah, okay, let's move on, and then the movie went bonkers, and the jokes weren't good, they, oh, God, it was, it was painful, I don't know, I don't care, but in between, we had things like, um, uh, Rock One, and to be honest, from the new band, like, the new group of movies, including Force Awakens, Last Jedi, uh, Solo, this, Row one is my favorite. It's my favorite for plenty of things, but some of them is like one. Um, I know it's kind of a throwback to a mission that was just barely touched and uh, not even touched. It was just commented on uh, uh, one of the films, but one of the original films from the trilogy. And it was like, yeah, they're kind of pulling stories out of, you know, but it, that's what I liked that it wasn't about the Skywalkers, it was an, uh, it was another side of the galaxy, proving that you don't have to be stuck with the same characters, that we can actually learn to love other characters, and I love how realistic it was, it was um, a sci-fi war film, like, if, if you take away the Star Wars factor, if you take away the whole background, like, well, this is, uh, you know, the Empire and the the Death Star and stuff, it's a phenomenal, um, 
sci-fi movie and it's I I was so excited during the whole film. I was like, okay, same. so some for some people this is slow. Yeah, it's slow. It's the same like Blade Runner could be slow, uh, but this one had its own pacing, new characters, uh, the humor of this sassy robot, phenomenal. Because Disney apparently wants to present a new robot in every film, and it's like, BBA was great, but then it's like, okay, stop. Uh, but this uh, robot, which I hate myself because I can't remember the name right now, the code, what's the code? And this robot has, was so sassy. And the movie went out there and said, like, hey, your heroes can die and they will die. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been. But, um, yeah, it shows you the reality of, you know, from the beginning how this mission is going to end. You know what's going to happen to them. And you still jump into the ride and go like, you have the little bit of hope of, I hope they make it. But at the same time, like, I hope they're not because if they don't make it, this movie is going to be amazing. And it happened. And then you have an amazing, I think the best scene with Darth Vader ever. I'm sorry, everybody, if you are thinking something from probably, I don't know, uh, Return of the Jedi or A New Hope is better. Well, actually, this Empire Strikes Back phenomenal Vader moments but this one in the ship it was like this is the Vader I always imagined when I was a kid when that you know that dark presence that this creature that is invincible so this movie brought a lot I love it so much uh solo they could I, I don't know why they made that <laughs> it was so necessary nothing it didn't bring anything to the table absolutely anything and they were trying to answer questions that nobody asked that nobody wanted to know it's like why is his last name solo like i don't care dude i don't care how do him and chewbacca meet i don't care i mean okay that one's not bad but as he was like, ah, like sure yeah I walk, but I don't know. The movie just keep pushing, pushing something that, and it has like three different or four different endings. Everyone's betraying each other, which makes sense when you're trading with you know bounty hunters. But it was like stop, just end this thing. It's so tiring, and then it happened. Like, you know, years after years of uh, working. Uh, on this new group of movies, JJ finally understood that he needed to put an end to it. Not put it an end, but be the one who, you know, uh, take control of the ship for this supposedly end of this saga, at least this, you know, this group of movies, the new generation, if if you want to call it that way. And... Well, that, that trailer, I must confess, after Last Jedi, I was out. I was like, I'll watch any Star Wars movie, of course, but I'm completely, I feel disconnected. I don't think this is the what I wanted to happen. I don't care anymore about what happens to the main characters or where they go, what happened with the story. I don't care. But then JJ came back with that beautiful, beautiful westernly look uh, trailer that was like a magical I don't know, it was, it came out of nowhere when everything was, well, it didn't come out of nowhere, it, just, it was expected, but what I mean is that we were surrounded by, you know, Game of Thrones, The Joker, um, If You Care Enough, Lion King, and way before that, Toy Story, so it was like, everything is just, uh, you know, so full with information and future uh, films to be released, big blockbusters in the horizon and then this thing comes up and it's just so refreshing it's like yeah take me back to the force awakens please and it's just this kind of rendition of i don't know it's let's bring back this the whole gang uh you see lando just laughing his ass off on the millennium falcon he got his ship back and uh, it was a nice that it was a it was a natural transition what it needed to happen. He needed to step forward and be, I'm going to keep doing what um, uh, Han Solo was doing, which I guess that's the idea. And it was He was a natural uh, person, the natural option to take over uh, and pilot that ship along with Chewbacca. And I'm just realizing this is the most nerdy 
talk and it's just me. I'm sorry if you don't care while you're listening to this, but but I'm trying to put all the passion I can into it. So yes, this the trailer also has the very well commented uh, laugh of the emperor. Uh, I think that's what it is, the laugh of Palpatine and the end. So I don't know if it's just like uh, because they kind of say, you know, they're we're never gone or some some people is actually never gone. And it's just a laugh of because that's what represents the empire, that evil laugh that we all know and love. So I don't know. My expectations went from I don't care to please give me more. And knowing that it's in December, that is right now. It's so exciting, but also so sad because supposedly it's the last one. But knowing Disney, they're just gonna. I know they say they do. I was reading an article where they said um, that they're gonna give a hiatus, like take a break from Star Wars for a little bit. It would be nice to see some Star Wars in the the new channel, the Disney Plus. That's how it's called, Disney Plus. Yeah, which is a comp. Basically, is a competition for Netflix, Amazon, and. Um, what is the other one? I don't know. So many. Also, the Criterion Collection for those who wants to see actual, um, I don't know, the high. I don't know how to call it. How can I defend? Less blockbuster, less um, Hollywood production kind of uh, movies, and you're gonna see more into uh, Godard. You want to see more. Um, I don't know uh, the uh, Almodovar. If you want to see more artsy kind of film, I don't want to use that word, but uh, I, honestly, if you want to try a more interesting uh, group of movies to catch, that would make no sense, that sense, but y- you bear with me, I'm, I'm, you know, just you know what I meant, if you want to see a more variety of films that are more uh, intellectual in a way, um, go to see uh, the Criterion uh, channel, it just it looks amazing. But yes, what I was saying, Disney Plus is coming out and they're going to take away from Netflix everything they had, you know, the Pixar. And I believe that's what's happening. They're pulling it out. I guess that's a logic move. They're going to take all the Disney production, Pixar, Marvel, all the Avengers and all that big shit. And man, Netflix is going to get hit bad, like badly. He's going to have to leave from uh, original productions or anything else they can gather because Disney, you know, Disney owns everything. I'm pretty sure Disney owns me, but they haven't told me publicly. Uh, I mean, they have all the big production companies already. There are a few that are like, you know, by themselves and that's the way it should be because if not, just what's the point here? It's just a monopoly of uh, uh, films and blockbusters. And, but yeah, it's it's gonna be massive. Um, they're gonna have the Lion King this year. Uh, Toy Story, I think, is this year or the next one. No, I think it's this year. It must be this year. Um, what else? Yeah, Star Wars, of course. Uh, man, I I hope they can make like a Star Wars probably series like they did with um, the Clone Wars, which I love it. I love the animated uh, stories of the the Clone Wars, and. If they can do that, like uh, for their uh, the new channel TV thing, whatever Disney Plus um, stream um, platform, that would be amazing. Imagine that they're producing just a TV show about that. So it would be almost like Rogue One, where they prove you don't need to fall into the same stories, the same characters, the Skywalkers, which by the way, that's uh, the name of the that's on the name of the new one, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. That's what it is. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Wow, my memory is just. It's just not working. But um, I'm gonna listen to this later. I'm gonna be like, you stupid piece of. How can you forget? Um, and I have a computer in front of me, but I'm too lazy to search. Uh, so yeah. I mean, the theaters are gonna be packed this year. Whatever is rest of the year, and. I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. In the meantime, people are going to be just trapped in their homes watching Game of Thrones. Um, fun story. The I'm recording this on a Saturday, so Game of Thrones starts tomorrow. Um, all good. But the last episode of the show, the last episode, it's going to be streamed the same day I'm landing on a... I'm going to take a trip 
Europe for the first time. You and I'm landing the day of the last episode, so I might have to spend my first night uh, in Europe with this awful jet lag, just trying to watch the the end of Game of Thrones. And I'm a huge fan, so this is gonna be very bizarre. What a way to end! What a it's just perfect. I mean, it had to happen that way. So is there? That's an interesting fact that nobody cares about, but I'm still gonna let you know. Uh, so yeah, man, am I running out of topics? I don't know. I to be fair, to be honest with you guys, um, when I started recording this, I was like, I don't know if I have anything to say. Like, I don't, I'm not sure. But here I am talking nonstop and probably being super annoying. Uh, <laughs> it's just I always talk with. I always tell everyone that I have this thing that I, I just talk too much. And this is not even like my first language. I, I should be speaking Spanish. It's worse that way. Um, I always talk fast because, like I said, my brain goes uh, faster than I have no chance to speak. So I just accelerate to compensate. But uh, also Spanish, and especially in Venezuela, I spoke in a very fast pace. So that's my natural speed. And... Um, also, I always take my friends. Uh, I'll tell them that, uh, you know, I talk too much. I like to speak, I guess, because I feel like I need to, um, I don't know, cover any possible outcome or uh, like to over explain. But I also like to tell stories. I'm like some kind of storyteller uh, by the fire. Uh, if you want me to tell you how was my trip to the corner store and come back, I'm not going to say I went back, uh, got a bag of chips and came back i'm probably gonna come out with a whole thing like so i was putting on my shoes and then i went out and uh then uh I, yeah i got into the elevator because you know one of the elevators is not working so it's a pain in the butt so i was like should i take the the stairs down no let's just keep going and that simple story just stretches for too too long it's just too long and i feel like i'm being so annoying so if any of you my friends made it to this point of the episode i just want to say i'm sorry that i talked too much i it's not my intention to bother you or to make you um you know to be overwhelming it's just how i am i speak too fast i have too many things happening in my head i'm visual i'm a visual learner and also i see everything in images might as well you know let's work on filmmaking and everything i have to describe it to let you get lost in this world and i just tell stories so if one day you actually want me to shut up if you want to be like if you just want to be like you know man don't take it personal just for just as a favor shut up for the next 10 minutes i promise you it won't be hard i will shut up and i won't take it personal i won't be upset or sad or won't i won't be feeling like i'm anything uh, you know bad or whatever if you need those seconds or minutes or hours of me shutting the f up i'll do it just let me know and if you didn't make it to this point of the episode you're missing that chance i'm giving to you so jokes on me <laughs> yeah anyways guys i'm just realizing we're almost on 50 minutes and i don't think i need to stretch this out i honestly enjoy this so much i love talking about my personal project that it was it was a secret it was hidden for the longest time uh, i haven't even shared with other people what it is about just when they ask me I just say something very vaguely or i just lie that's not true i just say something vaguely um but uh yeah, I'm, this was fun. This was first time ever just me. And I don't know if you guys liked it, if, you, if you're if you okay with it or whatever. If you want to say, don't do this again. You're too boring by yourself. Just let me know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just did this. So we're not missing this week because we are busy, busy boys. We are doing our own things. Uh, I'm editing. I'm going to start editing my film again after uh, stopping this matt is uh he doesn't live in the same city as us so we have to get together and he, of course he works he has his own life going um but we are super super excited we always try to get together and do something because we love being with each other we love our company we love talking to you guys because our lives uh, they're not probably that crazy or anything but we try to make it interesting and uh ryan yeah he's with family as uh, uh the way it should be 
and yeah i'm really hope for the next one we can be the three of us together again and again let us know if or actually let me know if you want me to talk more about what it's like you know to get into the creative space of uh, filmmaking or uh, videography if you want to say make it if i want to make it sound less professional uh even though i take it very professional um so yeah if you want to hear maybe the perspective of an actor the perspective of uh, somebody from the crew a position specifically that would be super fun for me to to just dive into that and i'm pretty sure ryan will love it as well and our friends they could come over and you guys can ask us questions maybe if you're have a project and you wanted to make it public and share it let us know we share it for you i would love to share everybody's project and make a community out of it uh but in the meantime yes i'm just gonna stop here because god damn i'm tired my mouth is dry and i need to edit this and get it out of there before the end of the weekend anyways thank you very much guys for listening and uh yeah this was mauricio just me mauricio hey And uh, remember, you can find us in Anchor, which is the app where I'm uploading, where I upload right away. And it's honestly, they're being great. Thank you so much, Anchor. Uh, but also in iTunes and Spotify, our finish hour. We also have a Facebook page where every time I upload, that's the first place where I go and spread the news, uh, make a post. Uh, it's a Facebook just the name uh, our finish hour we also have a twitter our finish hour we also have an instagram our finish hour so I, it sounds like i say our finish shower it's not a shower our finish hour and to end this episode i forgot but a uh, happy record store day everybody out there today was the day of the record stores go and support your independent record store they are amazing and records are the best way to listen to music i don't care what anybody says Woohoo! That's it. Well, bye. Dun 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 dun